0: the run-up to the millennium. The Radio Christian Council As Jesus prays in our gospel reading, when I looked at the set readings, it was that bit from John's gospel where Jesus prays we might be one that really spoke to me, and I joined it with the Psalm 133, which I read last November, because I noticed in it when I read it something that I never. It has really dawned on it. in Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's obvious that there we will find God's blessing. Just as the Jews, traveling their pilgrim way up to Jerusalem for the great feast, experienced God's blessing as they met together, people from different countries, as their families were reu- reunited for the great worship of God. There was a unity there that they really experienced. And I feel our readings today are a great encouragement for us to see God's blessing by living in unity with Christians of other denominations. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel my faith is sort of in a bit of a rut. you mm-hmm. to many people. And one of the first questions we're often asked is, how much do you want? Or, what are you collecting for? And I think, hmm, that's how they see the church, is it always wanting money? But another frequent question is, which church are you from? Well, it was decided from the beginning that we said, the church in Skipton, the one church of God in Skipton. on offer, and you can see some people walking up, seeing us, and then giving us a very wide berth. But others have taken up the idea, and now there is a hashtag you know in Ransbottom. The Alpha course that I was invited to help on was such a wonderful experience. continues. Some people found Jesus for the first time, others had their faith strengthened and renewed. We were from different churches, but with one aim, to share the love of Jesus and bring people to know him. And it's such a privilege to pray with Christians from other traditions. So, why don't we have one united church when it brings so much blessing? Well, this is partly due to our traditions. Different interpretations of the Bible led to breakaway groups, which in turn became churches and had their own breakaway groups. And so it goes on. But as long as we don't compromise on the of Jesus Christ alive on this earth dying for our sins risen and ascended into heaven as long as we don't compromise on the basic truths of the gospel then we could be working toward a more visible um, unity Not, not in one church in different ways and using our different traditions, but accepting each other as fellow pilgrims along the way. Surely it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that we label our church as Christian, particularly in a world where in this country now there are so many different religions and Islam is growing. I was in London recently and as we drove, uh, we were driving around, somebody pointed out to me, look, there's a new temple. And I looked and there's a huge new Gurdwara where Sikhs worship that had just been completed. As Christians, we need to show the world the uniting love that Jesus shared with his Father. (coughs) Not just a warm, cozy feeling of togetherness. But the aim, as Jesus said, is that the world might know the truth about him, that he is the world's saviour and only Jesus. A disunited, broken Christian church isn't a good witness for Jesus, and often it's a stumbling block for people who are thinking about Jesus. John talked in one sermon about the Catholic spirit. Catholic with a small c, meaning worldwide. He said he wouldn't ask if a person worshipped in the same way as he did, or whether or not their church was organised in the same way, or if people were baptised at the same age. Not that these things were necessarily an but they could be talked about at a more convenient time. The right question to ask, says John Wesley, is Is your heart right with mine? In other words, is your heart right with God? Do you love Him with heart and we have done with Jesus. Jesus himself prays for this unity. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. There's that unity between Jesus and the Father. Jesus tells Thomas, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Another place he says, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And in the same way, Jesus prays that we may also be in Him and the Father, so that the world may believe you have sent me. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. And if we've any doubts on this, we can be put right by reading Paul's letters. In his first letter to the Corinthians, Paul uses that wonderful analogy of a body to show unity and diversity. Our bodies are made up of millions of different cells, but there's only one Steve Kuhn and one Louise Atkinson. There's only one of each of us. And so many passages in the New Testament speak about love and fellowship. Koinonia is the Greek word used to describe a close and intimate relationship. into God's elect. Well, that's you and me today. Uh, we are God's chosen people. Love and working together is not an optional extra, but something Jesus has prayed for us. John Stott, an English evangelical and um, Anglican priest, was a noted leader in the worldwide evangelical movement. And he writes, is there only one God? There can only be one church. In Skipton, hashtag do you know him is a good start, but we have a long way yet to go. So how do we achieve this unity that Jesus prayed for? Sometimes it's difficult to love members of our own family and friends or other church members. So how are we going to love and work with Christians from different traditions, with different emphases? I think the key lies in the relationship Jesus had with the Father. Such a close one. And I think that the deeper we get to know Jesus, the more we immerse ourselves in the Bible, the more we pray and seek for Jesus the more we shall be able to love him and to love others. Next Sunday is Pentecost, and we shall be reminded again of the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus went back to the Father so we could receive this gift of the Holy Spirit, a free gift, available just for the asking. The Holy Spirit is the very power of God living in us enabling us to grow closer to God and to others. Living a Christian life without the help of the Holy Spirit is like trying to make your car go when it's no petrol in. You can only do it by your own effort, by shoving it. And it's jolly hard work. But with the Holy Spirit it's like having a car full of petrol with the freedom to drive and to go. With the Holy Spirit, the drudgery of trying to follow Christ disappears. Reading the Bible is no longer a chore, but it's a joy to communicate with God, to commune with God. With the Holy Spirit, we can willingly obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit and share Jesus' love with others. Love is one of the fruits. Of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Along with love and with joy and peace and patience. (coughs) Who wouldn't want these fruits in our lives? One of the earliest new songs inspired by the charismatic movement was. Give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love. monk, he was sent to be an observer at an evangelical conference in Kansas in 1977 where there were 20,000 Catholics and 20,000 other Christians meeting in conference. On the last day, someone spoke about the tragedy of the divisions in the body of Christ and 40,000 people knelt in repentance. Father Raniero looked on he saw the words Jesus is Lord in near light over the conference venue and he describes how at that moment he had caught a glimpse of what Christian unity is all about. Christians kneeling in repentance under the leadership of Jesus. He himself asked for prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit and experienced God's love in a new way. Could love in a new way. And since 1980, he's been preacher to the papal household, and unity, love, and the Holy Spirit are the main themes of his remarkable ministry. I don't know who wrote it, but the Christian, Premier Christian Radio's Navina prayer for yesterday finishes like this. The church of influence in the world is when the love we exhibit towards one another is noticed. The first bridges that are in need of repair are those that lie broken throughout the family of God. It is only as we yield our pride and prejudice to God that we receive the Holy Spirit's grace to love, serve and witness to an eternal love in Jesus Christ. And it's only when we can show a united love to the world that we shall have the authority to speak out against injustice, tyranny, racism and all the ills of the present age. May more and more of us experience the blessing of God as we live in love and work with fellow Christians. Amen.